28th day of the month. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. John 17, verse 18. You are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone. Ephesians 2, verses 19 through 20. Today we consider what it means to say that the church is apostolic. In its broadest sense, an apostle is a person who is sent on a mission. In this sense, all Christians are apostles. Some churches refer to their missionary efforts as the apostolate, but early in the life of the church, certain persons became such noted and effective communicators of the gospel that they came to be called the apostles, almost as if there were no others. Although often limited to the twelve, together with Paul, even in a narrow sense more should be included than that. It can well be argued, for example, that the first apostles were Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, since they specifically were sent by the risen Lord to tell the others that he had triumphed over death. The church is apostolic in both senses. All Christians are sent into the world to proclaim the good news, but always they are to measure their understanding against the apostolic faith that which was set forth by those who are closest to Jesus. We who were sent in our own day are not free to invent a new gospel. Our task is to find new ways of proclamation, well suited to our time and place in history, so that our contemporaries can grasp the meaning in this age of what the hymn writer Catherine Henke called the old, old story of Jesus and his love. This is why the content of the Bible is fixed, It records the earliest memories of Jesus. We are not free to add to scriptures our own experiences, as if they too were sacred history. But we are responsible for translating into understandable terms anything in the scriptures that cannot be readily grasped by people in our day. And this translation will take into account our own experiences. This is what it means to say that the church is apostolic. Opening Prayer To you, God, be all glory. From you we have received grace upon grace. To you we owe all allegiance and gratitude. In the midst of the temptations, distractions, and glamour of the world, fasten our attention on the faith we have received from others and are called to share with others. Make us your true apostles through Christ who summons and sends us. Amen. Psalm 96, verses 10 through 13. Get out the message. God rules. He put the world on a firm foundation. He treats everyone fair and square. Let's hear it from sky with earth joining in and a huge round of applause from sea. Let wilderness turn cartwheels. Animals come dance. Put every tree of the forest in the choir an extravaganza before God as he comes, as he comes to set everything right on earth. Set everything right. Treat everyone fair. From the prophet Zechariah, chapter 11. Open your doors, O Lebanon, that a fire may feed on your cedars. Wail, O Cyprus, for the cedar has fallen, because the glorious trees have been destroyed. Wail, O oaks of Bashan, for the impenetrable forest has come down. There's a sound of the shepherds' wail, for their glory is ruined. There's a sound of the young lion's roar, for the pride of the Jordan is ruined. 
thus says the Lord my God, pasture the flock doomed to slaughter, those who buy them slay them and go unpunished, and each of those who sell them says, Blessed be the Lord, for I have become rich, and their own shepherds have no pity on them. For I will no longer have pity on the inhabitants of the land, declares the Lord. But behold, I'll cause the men to fall, each into another's power, into the power of his king, and they will strike the land, and I will not deliver them from their power. So I pasture the flock doomed to their slaughter, hence the afflicted of the flock, and I took for myself two staffs, the one I called favor, and the other I called union, so I pastured the flock. Then I annihilated the three shepherds in one month, for my soul was impatient with them, and their soul also was weary of me. Then I said, I will not pasture you. What is to die? Let it die. And what is to be annihilated? Let it be annihilated. And let those who are left eat one another's flesh. I took my staff favor and cut it in pieces to break my covenant, which I had made with all the people. So it was broken on that day. And thus the afflicted of the flock who were watching me realized that it was the word of the Lord. I said to them, if it is good in your sight, give me my wages. But if not, never mind. So they weighed out 30 shekels of silver as my wages. Then the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, that magnificent price at which I was valued by them. So I took the thirty shekels of silver and threw them to the potter in the house of the Lord. Then I cut in pieces my second staff, union, to break the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. The Lord said to me, Take again for yourself the equipment of a foolish shepherd. For behold, I am going to raise up a shepherd in the land who will not care for the perishing, seek the scattered, heal the broken, or sustain the one standing, but will devour the flesh of the fat sheep and tear off their hoofs. Woe to the worthless shepherd! Who leaves the flock? A sword will be on his arm and on his right eye. His arm will be totally withered, and his right eye will be blind. From the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 3, verses 10 through 23. According to the grace of God, which was given to me, like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building on it. But each man must be careful how he builds on it, for no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident, for the day will show it because it is to be revealed with fire, and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built on it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do not, do not know that you are a temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any man destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, and that is what you are. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you thinks that he is wise in this age, he must become foolish, so that he may become wise, for the wisdom of this world is foolish before God. For it is written, He is the one who catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the reasonings of the wise, that they are useless. So then let no one boast in men, for all things belong to you. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world of life or death or things present or things to come, all things belong to you, and you belong to Christ, and Christ belongs to God. From the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 18, verses 31 through 43. Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things which are written through the prophets about the Son of Man will be accomplished, for he will be handed over to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and mistreated and spit upon, and after they have scourged him, they will kill him, and the third day he will rise again. 
But the disciples understood none of these things, and the meaning of this statement was hidden from them, and they did not comprehend the things that were said. As Jesus was approaching Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the road, begging. Now hearing a crowd going by, he began to inquire what this was. They told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and he called out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way were sternly telling him to be quiet, but he kept crying out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded that he be brought to him. And when he came near, he questioned him, What do you want me to do for you? And he said, Lord, I want to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and began following him, glorifying God. And when all the people saw it, they gave praise to God. This is the readings of the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Tuesday's Prayer God, our rock and our salvation, undergird us with your strength, lest we fail because we rely upon ourselves alone. Assist us with your Holy Spirit, that we may abide in your love and trust in your grace. Spread upon us your transforming power. Overpower us with your goodwill and forgiveness, offered to us and to all through Christ our Savior. Amen. A prayer by Maurice Wright from the Methodist Handbook of Prayer for 2023. God of love, may your nature guide our decisions so that all we think, do, or intend stems from the love that is is your nature and revealed in Jesus Christ. May those who seek to influence others be motivated by that same love. We pray for policymakers in international, local, and personal affairs that they may desire justice, peace, and a good life for all. We pray for politicians, journalists, preachers, teachers, and those who work with the young and vulnerable. May those with access to the new universal media, used and trusted by millions, withhold from exploiting their power for harm, valuing truth over deception. All this we ask for your love's sake. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Traditional Text Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.